Christine, sex, success, and other slippery rabbit holes. Welcome to episode 85 with Jaden. Hi. Hi. How are you? Scared but nervous. <laughs> Scared here. but nervous. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Don't worry. That's why we opened the cider. Oh yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I'm finally recording an episode not at 10 a.m. So this is appropriate. I'm so happy for you. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jaden and I know each other because we work together. Yes. On a TV set. Are we allowed to say the name of it? <sighs> I, mm, I can we? I think we can say the fake name. Okay, yes. On Radio Nowhere. If that means anything to anyone here in Vancouver. It's very exciting. You will find out in December 2020. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, we have spent the last, what, six months? Mm. 80 hours a week? together can you sense my excitement about Ooh, that yeah i know we're burnt out as fuck <laughs> um and we know a lot but not a lot about each other mm. it's like one of those weird i don't know if you guys have this but like it's weird work relationships where you're like simultaneously like bestie but also total strangers like i've seen you be a complete bitch at work and i'm like i know she's not like that at home but yeah no i am like that <laughs> <laughs> hi mark uh, <laughs> Yes, I feel like this is going to be the first episode where to- someone calls me out of my shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Um, you're from Australia? Yes. I'm from Brisbane. So, born and raised. Um, I met my parents in the late 90s. Um, when... <laughs> That's a cute expression. Yeah, I mean... We're friends, I guess. Um, no, I grew up in Brisbane, where it, it's 30 degrees, 300 days of the year. It's disgustingly hot. I love Brisbane. I was there when you were but a child. Oh my god, how old are you? Uh, how old am I? <laughs> oh my god, I'm 30 now. So I'm, you work friends. Yeah, exactly. I'm 30 years old. Um, I was in Brisbane for three months. I have family in Brisbane. Did I ever tell you that? I think we did. I have family in Gympie. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no Hi, one. Gimpy. <laughs> no one lives in Gimpy. No one lives in Gimpy. Yeah, my cousins. Um, <laughs> I was there in 2009. April 2009. Okay, I was in sixth grade. Exactly. <laughs> I was having the time of my life. That's the, that's the year my mom discovered I smoked. Oh. In Australia with me. Not awkward at all. <laughs> she would make me go around the corner of a building to go smoke so that she wouldn't have to look at me. Oh my God. Even though we were at a bar together. <laughs> We're like sit outside having a drink, and she'd be like, "I'd be like, Mom, I want to smoke." She'd be like, "Go around the corner. I cannot look." <laughs> be like, okay, this is fucking weird. If I don't see it. It's not true. Yeah, a hundred percent. Anyway, tell us more about Brisbane. I digress. Um, so yeah, I was born and raised. Um, like traditional Aussie childhood. Yeah, pretty much. Um, what, what was your family's background? So dad's from New Zealand. Dad has grown up his entire life around cars. Um, he was a mechanic. He raced speedway cars. Um, Fun. Yeah. And then he stopped like the fast that he is. Just when I started to get interested in it, he stopped. Yeah. Um, but so now he's like a sales rep for some industrial stuff that I don't fully understand. Nice. Um, mom's, Mom. mom's worked in retail all their life. Um, I have one older sister. She's seven years older. She's married, has a kid. Um, 
I miss them like crazy. I bet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I want to skip ahead at right now, but no, let's not. Um, cool. And did you just, like, go to high school? Like, pretty much the whole thing that most people do in the Western world. Yeah. Straight through Went school. straight through school. Um, I was, I've always been someone that wants to go a little bit, you know, not, not take a step too far, but just, just like push my limits of how I can go. So I was like, I was always quite a smart kid, bit of a teacher's pet. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah. So like 11th grade, I was doing university subjects so I could try and get straight and like, so all through school, all through school, I wanted to be a journalist. And I actually got in, yeah, I got into school, uh, into university for journalism, went to class, like my first day of uni. Um, You're well, like, what the fuck have I done? Well, I went, I was meant to have seven hours of journalism classes this day. <laughs> I showed up, went to the first hour of class. I was like, this is fucked. I'm going to drop out. And I changed my major to film and here I am. Why was it fucked? Um, just cause actually the lecturer was a little bit boring and I was like, if I'm not excited by the first hour of this class what is the next three years going to be mm-hmm. um so yeah i switched to film because i i did film studies all through high school as well um were you like a theater nerd unofficially <laughs> yeah so I, I was one of the guys that i never had a complete group in high school yeah but i could float around to everyone Same. yeah yeah and my only fixed group were smokers <laughs> So, you know, by essence, all the smokers were part of other groups. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, I totally get that. Yeah. So, I was, like I said, I was a teacher's pet, so all the all the performing arts teachers loved me, and I ended up, like, our school did do a musical every year, so I would do all, like, the marketing and the video stuff behind that. Um, Fun. How was your, other than with teachers, how was your social life? I mean, what's that? I didn't... <laughs> I, like I said, I had friends, but I didn't have the the group of friends that I could go to and hang out on a weekend because yeah. I was acquaintances with everyone and I could hold a conversation with them for five minutes, but not enough to warrant a Being weekend invited. outing. Yeah. yeah. So. So what did you do on the weekends? Um. I mean, mowing the lawn is fun. <laughs> In 30 degrees. Yeah. Mum, if you're listening, I, I know you know I'm lying. Um, <laughs> uh, so. So video games. <laughs> video games. A lot of sleeping. Um, yeah. I, I did a whole lot of nothing my entire adolescence. Jeez. My, uh, I guess the only relationship I had in high school. He did quotation marks. Oh, yeah. Well, people can't see you. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm, I'm like describing everything. <laughs> um, I got used to that in episode fifty. So it was about fifty episodes where people have no idea what kind of gestures we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I did air quotes because it, it was a relationship. Um, so I I worked at the time at a supermarket. I worked at Woolworths. Yeah, I was a checkout chick, um, and I got on really well with another like a girl that there. She was a year older. We started dating. Um, this was the start of grade 12. So what's that? January, 2015. Oh um, my God, you're in grade 12. I'd finished university. Yeah. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so yeah, we, we did for a couple of months. Um, 
and then I, I don't I don't know if these are mutually exclusive events that happened but as things started to progress in the relationship at a physical level that's when my body kind of went lockdown mode and that's when I kind of decided to exit that relationship um, and I've been exited from that relationship ever since um, so yeah what do you mean your body started to shut down? I I think for a long time I'm, I'm very self-aware that I have body image issues yeah. and self-esteem issues because what I look at in the mirror is ugh, why would anyone want that? Mm. You know? Mm. Um, and so if someone hence this person um, shows interest shows interest I feel like it's some sick joke and I'm not prepared for it and it freaks me out and yeah. I shut down so it's very much anyone if you're out there if this turns you on um, <laughs> if and, this is your kink <laughs> yeah if you want to touch my weird little body um, be prepared to play a game of battleships with me because <laughs> it's very much right or twister you know right hand is going to your stomach right now I don't know why it goes to your stomach like but yeah like because then my brain is literally like okay don't punch them right now because they're about to touch your body wow yeah that's a pretty strong reaction it's it's gets very uncomfortable yeah but the thing is have you actually ever punched someone no okay good self-control oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) distraught faces are being had yeah um is it at that point that you also start to question your orientation? Yes. So while this relationship was coming to its end, um, I was starting to question my orientation for a second time. Um, oh. It had happened a couple of years earlier, but um, that was put away. How did it happen? I'm so curious. If it's, this is invasive, please stop. Oh, so the first time... <laughs> so I don't know how it works here, but in, in ninth grade in Australian schools, you have swimming lessons. It's, it's government mandate. Um, and I just remember this one particular swimming lesson at school. And I would... like Everyone's in their swimming outfits. All the boys are just in their board shorts. And the girls are in their, all their you know, pretty little neon... Bikinis. And I just remember being fixated on the boys rather than the girls. And I was like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I remember one night when I was 14, I just couldn't go to sleep one night because I was in tears in bed thinking, oh, fuck, what if I'm gay? And, you know, I, I know how people who I, who identify as get as gay get treated are, are treated in school. exactly and so I'm like oh fuck and so that night I went I, I, I couldn't sleep I went out went to mum and dad and I was like mum dad I think I'm gay and this is where uh, I think every parent's first reaction or many Queensland parents first reaction is oh come on go to sleep it, it'll be okay you know you'll grow out of it it's fine and so, yeah, I did grow out, out of it for three years. And then... Were you actually the person that you dated without, you know, 
without sending them a message or even considering their feelings and so being a little insensitive was that on your mind when you were with her mm. yeah because at the same time I was working with someone that I had tried to make a move with a very weird move where <laughs> I got a friend to write like a cheesy pickup line on a piece of paper with my phone number and just leave it like in his sight and I ran away like a little girl <laughs> and nothing ever came of it so I was like okay last time I make a move ever and so I haven't since jeez aren't I a very complex strange little person yes you are <laughs> fascinating adorable love it, lovely strange little person mm. um okay does did you have a conversation with her after nope. like no um the details of the end of that relationship are very foggy to me. In your memory? Yeah. Can I shut that shit out? Yeah. I don't know. I genuinely don't know if it was a messy breakup or... Actually, no, I do remember. I broke up with her over text like the asshole I am. <laughs> Fuck, I'm really sorry. Um, sorry! <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... After that, I think she started to receive those rumours of what I'd been up to trying to get this other person and yeah the appreciation and love she previously had for me wasn't there anymore I bet yeah I mean that's okay yeah <laughs> you kind of deserve that one yeah <laughs> and so what happens when you go to university after that um were you like decided at university to be like out or yeah I was like I don't know what happened after I graduated I was like I'm university. I think you have everyone has this whole. When I go to university, I'll really Wait, find myself. Redefine myself. Oh, 100%. Everyone everyone's going to, you know, I'm going to be myself and everyone's going to love it. And then, you know, I, I started to be comfortable with the word gay. Yeah. And identify myself as gay. Um, there was only. I, I didn't have any relationships during uh, university. I did try and make a move with uh, one guy that I did my, like, final assessment with. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. What? Okay. Um, Callum, I'm really sorry. Hi, Callum. Uh, <laughs> First of all, very handsome name. Yeah. It was a rap party for, like, this TV show that we did. And... I had had many, many drinks. Many, many drinks. Like, I'm talking maybe 17 before we even went out. Jesus. Yeah. And Australian style. I, <laughs> I think I started on bourbon, went, went to gin, <gasps> no. went to beer, went no. to tequila, went no. to vodka, and then no. we decided to go out. No. Yeah. Cringe. And it was coming to the end of the night, and we went into this club where, um, like, he's a, he's a DJ, and he was trying to DJ in there. I just remember the club was the club was so loud, and I whisper like yelled into his ear. I said, um, "What did I say? I just want to fuck you to get you off my list." <laughs> what did he say? He smiled and promptly ran away. Well, at least he smiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see him the next day? Um, You're like my bad. We've seen each other a couple times. Yeah. 
Hi, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, did you, during your university, did you feel like that was, like, a huge hindrance to your social life, or did you just kind of, like, accept that as a fact of just, like, this is who I am, even though it's not who you are, by the way? Um, how, how did that feel? Um... I mean, like, the fact that you said, like, you haven't made a move on somebody since, or, like, other than that, and, like, the, 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 the consciousness of, like, rejecting physical touch and rejecting relationships for yourself, like, was that just something that you were just like, well, that's, this is who I am, well, and I'm just gonna... When I was, when I was younger, and when I say younger, I mean, you know, puberty starting to hit, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't need sex, you know, if, if something happens, great, if not, you know, I, I was... I was very much a planner during high school where I need to do this in order to get this done and then to this, this and this. And so I, I always thought relationships would be a distraction from that. So mm. I don't need that. I have a plan. I'm going to stick to this plan. And then progressively as it got older, as I got older, it um, was like, okay, this is starting to bother me because... I I've seen the 40 year old virgin I know how that movie goes I don't want to be Steve Carell <laughs> sorry Steve Carell <laughs> like, sure things have panned out pretty well for him but that wasn't his true life story you know yeah um, yeah so at the the fact that I messaged you about doing this episode it's more because it's it's frustrating me right now. Yeah. And it's the frustration of why does my brain and body reject anything and also what want am I want it so badly. Yeah. Because I don't know. It it feels like I know what I'm trying to say but I can't figure it out. That's fine. It feels like being on a diet. No. Feels like you're the only enemy of you. Yeah. 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 Because I I know me not having sex affects no one else. <laughs> yeah, unless Literally. someone really wanted to have sex with you. Then it would also affect them. Sorry, let me just see that line of people. That I, <laughs> hey, um, that line isn't there because you're not letting it, which is exactly what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. And I'm the, th the thing I hate about this whole circumstance is that I'm fully self-aware of it. Yeah. And that's what I hate about it because I know the only person that can, that can fix this is you. me. But I think that that comes with, like, the learning part. Like, you mentioned just before we started recording, so you, you finished university, worked for a couple of years, and then you just moved here, like, eight, July. nine months ago? Yeah. And you started going to therapy basically a year and a bit ago. Yeah, so I, I was always looking for a plan to work in film when I finished university. And I applied for a visa to come to Canada in August of 2018 and 
got approved pretty quickly. Excuse me. And so the plan was to move in June, July, 2019, whatever it was. So I had a couple of few months to get my stuff sorted. And as the months were coming on and on and on and on, it was getting more stressful, obviously. Yeah. Um, I can attest to that. Yeah. You've moved around a bit. A little bit. (laughs) Fairly noticeable. Yeah, I mean... We had a few mental breakdowns about it. Everything's fine. (laughs) And I fell into a pretty... I want to say pretty serious depression around Christmas of 2018. Um, So much so that I would go to my sister for free therapy. Um... (laughs) Ah, family. Ah, yes. (laughs) I would go to my sister for free therapy and it was just an amalgamation of this personal stuff. You know, at this point, I was also re-questioning my identity. Maybe gay isn't the right label for me, but there's also been, in in my experience with my family and where I live and the people in my life, that bisexual is not a welcome term. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. As a bisexual. Yeah. So... I was really struggling with where I fall on that spectrum. Yeah. Um, along with the pressure of moving across the world, finding a job, actually not being guaranteed a job when you move yeah. across the world and you spend all this money, um, being away from a family and all this kind of stuff. So I ended up going to therapy in January of last year, 2019. Um, I only went once. I went to one one hour session and I was late for it. Um, As most people are. Yeah. And while I felt like I never I never went back because the therapist was old, an old woman, and I felt like she was pushing nineteen sixties ideals at me. Yeah. Um. But. But we were talking about the self-awareness that's killing you right now, like, mm. on a, on a, so you were saying you got quite depressed and you started going to therapy, and was that like a, a click to, like, realizing how bad of a shape you were in? Yeah, it was, it was more of, I know when I moved to Canada that I will be physically away from, physically distant from all of this stress yeah and again it'll be a brand new start for me in Canada cue the fucking violins um (laughs) guess what you bring your problems with you yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) shit Um, that people don't tell you enough (laughs) my god or maybe they do and we choose not to listen who knows but I feel the first couple months I was here the novelty of living in another country. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. You lose all those worries. But now I've kind of settled in. Here we are again. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you want to go back to therapy? Or like start therapy? I mean, therapy is good for everyone. Whether you yeah, need it or I not. Know, right? You know? Everyone... I'm waiting for my benefits to kick in. Sign me up. Canada's really expensive when you don't get public health insurance. Yeah. That's changed. I, I had it when I was in your shoes. 
10 years ago, 11 years ago. I've applied like four times and they won't give it to me. That's bullshit. Yeah. So like I went to the doctor for a cold and it cost me $250 just to walk in the door. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So. Um, but um, where I was getting with all these questions is you were saying that the awareness was like almost some of the hardest part because you're just like, I know I'm the only one who can fix this. Mm. But at the same time, I think there's like, it's not you alone. You know what I mean? It's not your fault or your responsibility entirely. Yes, it is to obviously a certain degree. But I think like, and this is also why I was like, fuck yeah, let's talk about this, is the entire myth of virginity and the entire myth of uh, body image ideals and like self-confidence ideals is that it's your job. And if you work hard enough, you can get there. It's like bullshit. It's systemic. Yeah. Like it's fully systemic. Like I don't know what it's like to be in your body, but for my body, like the messages have been like until a penis enters you, you are not a woman. Mm. That's the myth of virginity. And also like the descriptions of what sex is sex. Like, until you have, for me, it's until you've been inside another person. Yeah. Like you're a child. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Because that, that is a physical... It's like until you've eaten you macadamia pie. Like that's... The, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like... It's part of the meals that you may choose or not to have. But it doesn't define you as a human being in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, but the messaging is there and the damage is done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think it's... It's really important to start having those conversations like... As openly as possible. Obviously keeping yourself safe. Um, do you find it a bit easier to talk about it here than it was there? Is yeah. that at least a little bit less pressure? Yeah. Like, I'm still shitting my pants right now, but... Obviously. Also, I think it's... It's still a big fairyland here. Mm-hmm. I'm in Canada. This is so far away from home. None of my family are here. Yeah. None of my friends that I've had my entire life are here. Yeah. So what happens in Canada stays in Canada. There's a freedom there for sure. Except for this podcast, obviously. <laughs> you don't have to show it to them. I'm not that famous yet. They're not going to come across it. Yeah. Um, I mean, no. They sorry. might, but you know, it's not obvious. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Please uh, follow, share, and subscribe. Um, but, but what I mean is, I remember when I got here, all of my inner slut was like, fucking finally. I'm not going to bump into my mom's accountant on the bus stop on my walk of shame yeah. kind of shit. I remember that sense of freedom, but at the same time, the voices, their voices are in your head. Like, they're, you, they're, it's not because they're not there that you don't hear the voices. Like, I mean, if you don't, good for you. But over here on this couch, both of us, 100% of us. All I hear are those voices. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's... Like you said, it's, it's at the same time, it's a burden when you think you're the only one who can fix it, but also it's false messaging. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's so much bigger and badder than, than that sounds because it's societal. It's like a full giant proportion of people, although percentage wise, maybe not the biggest, but you know, a giant proportion of people are going through this shit. And especially when you're saying like, oh... 
Like, if we take away the fact that you need to come to terms with someone desiring you and wanting to touch you, like, even if that wasn't part of the equation, just telling somebody that you're virgin can sound so fucking big when it's really fucking not. Yeah. Like, in my head right now, I can't be in a relationship with someone because this will be a deal breaker. But it's not. I know. I'm fully aware. I know you are. Like, and, and it's, it's. It's fucked. <laughs> it's so hard. It is hard, but like, I I don't know if this is any help at all, but I feel that way every time Mark and I do something new with our non-monogamy. Like, the first time I went to an orgy was like, I was an orgy virgin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the first time we, whatever new step we decide to take in our relationship is new. And therefore, I'm totally inept. Yeah. And you know how much I love not knowing what the fuck I'm doing. Do not love it at all. <laughs> Hello, type A, perfectionist over here. Like, I just, that's not my comfort zone. Yeah. I like chaos that I can control. It's my job description. But, like, I don't feel comfortable with having, like, I don't think anyone feels comfortable with just being propelled out of their comfort zone. But then there's, like, fucking magic on the other side. Yeah. So that's kind of why you do it. But, it, it's it's tough when the rest of the world is telling you that you're inadequate. Yeah. It is. It's... It's so hard. <laughs> Violence. <laughs> what... Do you feel like... Um, do you feel like at least your desire is kind of back? Like, depression-wise? Because that's like a killer of everything. Do you feel like you're at least entertaining having crushes and like opening yourself up even if they're not open to like not opening yourself up to them but opening yourself up to you I if like that looking makes sense. at Canadians because they're very pretty they are um so that's fun um <laughs> so you know when I'm thinking oh I'm really depressed right now I just look at a Canadian and I'm like I'm thank cured. you Canadians I am cured um and then I go to sleep um <laughs> Yeah. What do you think you want to do? Like, what's your... Like, what is the thing that you wish you could flip a switch and it's... Like, one of the things. Like, what's the biggest thing that's annoying you right now? It's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm, I'm all about the easy answers here. <laughs> Take your time. I wish... The plan was to move to Canada for two years. And not, not set down any roots. <laughs> so the plan was, what happens here, stays here. Mm. So I'd love to be the spon- spontaneous person. You know, my entire life, I've been the one that plans. I'd love to go onto Tinder, to go onto Grindr, to find someone for a night. What's holding me back? Stupid fucking brain in my head. Do you know what, though? That's a, that's a protection. Mm. Like, don't blame yourself for that. 
You know what I mean? Like that's that's a protection mechanism. That's like a yikes. Every time I've done this, it's like blown up in my face. Yeah. So it's not like you're punishing yourself. You're really protecting yourself. Yeah. Which is like a normal thing to feel. But yeah, I, I guess because in a word, it would be spontaneity. Because when I was with that girl in twelfth grade. Yeah. If I was a little bit more spontaneous and be like, oh, yeah, let's do this. I wouldn't be holding on to that five years later, sitting on this couch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If I was... i got to say, I was very proud of myself the night I told this guy that I wanted to... To fuck him? To fuck him. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, Jane, who is this? See what it can happen. It shouldn't take six... Hundred shots yeah. to do that. I mean, but I mean, but I was like, we got there. Helps. We got there. <laughs> and I was like, go you. Yeah. Um. So maybe that is what it takes. But are you gonna take some time off after this show and just literally just give yourself the time to get a little lost? I wish I could, but no. You can't financially or you can't... Financially as well as I will go stir crazy if I'm not out of the house every day. You will be out of the house. Okay. But that scares me. Yeah, it's scary as fuck. You know, because it's like, okay, what if I get there and they're a freak and they don't let me out? Oh my God. Yeah, that's a risk. (laughs) So I'm not going to lie to you. That is a thing that happens. They slash my tires. Oh my god. What is this? A Carrie Underwood song? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. No, but seriously, like I know like I don't I don't I don't ever pretend to have the answers on this podcast, newsflash. Um, but the thing that helped me the most in times of like bad, bad, bad shit. This is not a healthy coping mechanism. Do not do this if it's if you have better ones. But like, I moved. You probably don't know this, but in the book, buy it. Um, I get dumped after a three-year relationship. Ten days into both of us moving to France together from Vancouver, mm-hmm. we lived together for three years. We moved to France. Ten year, days later, he moved back to Canada, leaving me there. I mean, I've heard bad things about France. <laughs> He didn't even have time to see France. It wasn't France's fault and France's defense. And I'm not one to protect France. As a Swiss person, they're the last people that I would protect. But, I mean, good cheese and all. Um, But I was just like, what the fuck? I'm in this new place. I have no friends. I just got dumped. I quit my job because I hated it. I have nothing. No one, no fucking clue. I was like, what do people do? Literally, what do people do? So I just the answer each other. The answer is each other and alcohol. <laughs> no, I honestly just like went out and sat in a coffee shop with my iPad trying to write, having one coffee for the look of it, and then seven hundred rosés, and then stumbled into life for like a month. I mean, I I I knew that it wasn't problematic for me because literally a month later, just like you, plan A, planner person here would just be like, nope, now we've got to be productive and do these things. But for a month, I just like unplugged my brain, drowned it in alcohol. 
Yeah. Again, not a healthy coping mechanism. I do not recommend this. But finding a thing for a month that gets you out of the house, and, but not into a job and into a plan and into the thing that you're meant to do because that's what you're meant to do if you're already someone who thinks that way, which is fucked up and gets those places, though. Fist bump. Um, but, like, it's... Sometimes it's not the health, healthy, difficult shit. Yeah. Yes, you need to do that, too. But, like, the spontaneous thing, I think it comes with practice <laughs> for people like us. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Go to a stupid show that you don't think you'll like. And not even, like, scary shit. Like, go by yourself. Like, watch a play you wouldn't have watched or a film you wouldn't have watched or... You know what I mean? Yeah. Take a week where you literally just leave your house and you don't know where you're going. Does that give you, like, major anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> More than talking about this right now? What if, like, yeah, I've lived here. I don't know my way around Vancouver. Exactly. It's oh. not a scary place. Newsflash. It's pretty fine. Mm, downtown. It's not scarier than Mel- than Brisbane. Oh, bullshit. It is not. I swear to God, Brisbane was scarier than this. Brisbane people are funny. Brisbane hearts are funny. Yeah. But, like, hate crimes and shit. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, point to Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Just, like... You know, I think... I don't know. I'm not here for solutions. I, I'm just here for talking about things openly. But it's... Find your weird tribe, man. Yeah. It takes, it takes being lost. Wow, this is a really philosophical podcast. It always is. Why did I pay for therapy? <laughs> Welcome to the group session. It only took thousands and thousands of dollars in the move across the world to get this therapy session. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. I'm here weekly, every Friday, for Woo! your enjoyment. Um, let me see how we're doing here. Um, a thing that I do like to ask people that they do not like me asking, so yay, this is the best part. What's a thing in your life and your experience and the shit we talked about that you wish overall that you had heard more, that that people would hear more, something that no one told you or that, that you didn't know that is now so fucking obvious to you that you wish other people knew? Again, Mr... What, what did I say before? I'm a walking contradiction. But running your own race isn't as scary as you think. Doing your own thing, having your own plan that's different to everyone else's plan, doesn't mean you're going to fail. No. Far from it. Maybe I should take my own advice. <laughs> Ooh, fancy that. It's true. What is your what is the plan that you would run on if you listen to your own advice? The ideal me that follows this plan would be open to new relationships and not shut them down because you think they're having a sick joke with you. Um would say yes to opportunities no matter what they are um, 
and would try harder to not let others rain on my fucking parade. Yeah, dictate how you feel. Yeah. Also, a thing that I wish I would say, that I wish I would have been saying more on this podcast that I just remembered. It's the thing I say to myself when I make a big decision or when I like go to a scary place is there's always a fucking return ticket. Yes. <laughs> Nothing is like, oh my God, if I go there, I'm stuck there. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You can always backtrack and there is nothing bad about that. Yeah. I moved back in with my mother at 27. It was not ideal. Not going to lie to you. But it was pretty fucking safe. Yeah. And, like, I moved back to Vancouver even though I swore I would never come back here. Like, I also went back on many fucking things that I was like, I will never. There's nothing wrong about that. Yeah. Now you know things you didn't know before. Yeah. And now that is better than this. There is no... Other than maybe having a kid, that's pretty fucking... Mm, that's pretty permanent. You know, permanent. Everything else, you can backtrack on. Yeah. It kind of takes away a lot of the like, holy shit, I'm about to jump in the void, you know? Yeah. You might, but there might be a trampoline at the bottom. Who knows? <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> pretty weird void, but yeah. Yeah, could be a void. At that point, you're just like enjoying the skydive. Who knows? Yeah. That's my two cents. Oh, I don't usually it. get so philosophical out of the end. I but like it. You like it? Oh. All right. Well, if uh, you have anything else to add, now's the time. My phone number is... <laughs> um, and in the description will be a secretive Tinder profile. Yeah. Grinder profile. If you like what you've heard here, <laughs> call so, Jaden on... <laughs> Um, uh, seriously though, if you want to get in touch with Jaden, you can get in touch with me and I'll put you guys in touch. Yeah, just send me, <laughs> send me a headshot and a picture of your favorite animal, please. In my DMs. Yeah. <laughs> that would change the rest of the usual DMs I get, so please do entertain. <laughs> um, also, don't send dick pics to anyone, ever, unless they ask for them explicitly with enthusiasm. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming to chat on the couch. My pleasure. What else would I do on a Saturday night? Right? We have no lives. No lives! No lives. March, man. You and I are going to hit the town. That You don't look so terrified. Um, you heard what happened the last time I hit the town, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to see it in person. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people who are into that shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vancouver, you are wild. <laughs> yes, and that is almost a trademark term on this podcast. So. <laughs> All right, my lovers. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of My Rambles. Um, if there's anything you would like to contribute with, uh, please do message, text, whatever the fuck. There's a million ways to reach me. Reach me. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't ever have a plan for how to wrap up my episodes. I've got to get better with this. Um, uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> All right, babes. Have a good weekend. Get yourself some pleasure. Mwah. Mwah.